Hey guys, I am Caleb Giddings. And I am Keith Finch. And you are listening to Gun Day Brunch, brought to you by all these lovely people. They are. We appreciate them. And we appreciate guns.com, who may or may not have been in that banner. I'm hoping they are. Me too. So this week is actually, uh, it's topical, it's interesting. And what brought this on uh, was I was on luckygunner.com, who do not sponsor the show, but we're friends with the guys at Lucky Gunner and have been for many, many years. Uh, I was on Lucky Gunner browsing their ammo selection because they've been my barometer for is ammo coming back uh and at the darkest days they had like one available skew of nine mil and nothing for 38 or 40 or anything like that and And i can tell you on the distributor level it was exactly the same way just just because your favorite ammo site or your favorite store didn't have ammo they weren't like hiding it in the back room for when they could get the most money out of it it was gone i i have an ffl guys and i checked every distributor in my in in my chain of supply and it was like we have some lovely 17 hmr that we found in a dusty corner would you like right. the 17 hmr oh and a can of 50 cal tracer 50 bmg <laughs> tracer in linked would you like that i'm like i I don't have an M2, so no, no. Oh. I, don't. <laughs> I don't want that. I don't want that at all. Yeah, that's They're been... like, but it's the best we have. We're trying. <laughs> yeah, we and we appreciated it. Like for on the real, I appreciated all of the hard work that distributors and retailers put in trying to feed ammo into this pipeline over the last 18 months, which holy crap, it's been 18 months of this. Um, It has been. And honestly, it could have been a lot worse. So they did a hell of a job. They really did a hell of a job. So the good news is, is that ammo appears to be making a comeback. I am on the homies Lucky Gunner right now, and they have a gazillion skews of 40. So if you're into 40, you can get 40 for reasonable prices. It's still expensive, but it's, you know, the price has come down from its peak. 38 has come way down from its peak. So if you shot 38 special, this ammo crisis was a freaking nightmare for you because there was a point where it was going for as high as $2 a round for 130 grain federal FMJ, which is, it made me want to quit shooting. It, it was really bad. It was really bad. It was so bad for revolver calibers, bad in a way I didn't expect. Because if you remember the last ammo crisis, revolver calibers stayed largely available and relatively affordable. But this time, cleaned everything out. So nope, for everything was So for a while, 38 Special was hellaciously expensive and hard to find. If you go on Lucky Gunner's website right now, there is a reasonable amount of it stock now again if you listen to this and it's like been if you're listening to this and it's been like three weeks and something has happened and it's all cleaned out i'm really sorry but as 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 of right now as of right now when i'm recording this on the 21st of july there are case lots of nine mil 124 grain fmj my favorite federal american eagle nine mil round for under 500 dollars. so you know what hell yeah which 
and looking at Widener's and uh, another friend of ours. Oh God, uh, I love Widener's. Widener's. Widener's is an excellent ammo source. And I was talking with with my uh, friends over there, and they were they were almost in tears just when when everything was going away because they didn't a they didn't want to increase prices they just had to, and b they didn't have supply for people. And I'm looking, and there's just about everything you could want, either steel case, uh, brass case, or aluminum case, and most thousand round cases are all under. Five hundred dollars. They're they're either at or under five hundred dollars again. So prices are coming back down from that eight hundred nine hundred dollar range where everything hurt and you just wanted to stop and and cry in a corner. To now now you can pick up a case for what is approaching you know the old high end of reasonable. It's so nice. It's so nice. And to kind of put an explanation on how this has happened is we're finally we finally reached. We've again, all of this has the big asterisks on it of in case something crazy happens, but it looks like we've sort of reached the meeting point between everybody had gotten what they wanted at that price point. The prices had gone up to a point where stuff wasn't moving, which allowed manufacturers to play a little bit of catch up and also in very good news, Remington's ammo plant under the purview of, um, uh, Vista Outdoors is yep. back online, which that actually helps. Like it, That's it's huge, huge, guys. It really is huge. They make a ton of ammo. So all of these are really, really good things, uh, showing that the ammo is is finally coming back. It's starting to be available again, and it was always available, uh, but you had to either pay a lot or go to places that you maybe didn't want to go to get it like gun broker or something like that, which brings us to the second sort of piece of this episode, which is talking about price gouging, because I guarantee if I went on my social pages right now and posted a link to federal 38 special, uh, 130 grain FMJ for $43 a box, somebody who doesn't understand how economics work, would complain that they are price gouging. Keith, would you like to explain why price gouging for the most part isn't real? Price gouging for the most part isn't real, guys, uh, because of supply and demand. And you might think, oh, wow, that's a stupid, simplistic explanation. But yeah, it's the damn truth. Like it was supply and demand. We ate up, we as a nation ate up the entire supply at the prices that they were available. At the time when materials were getting scarce and hard to get, especially primers, primers were a crucial, crucial part of all of this. And so the manufacturers of all this wonderful ammo, it's also why we saw a quality control drop and why we saw a bunch of fly-by-night ammo companies pop into existence real quick. And all of a sudden you had super secret ninja black army special 556.55 grain where you're like, I'm pretty sure that's just federal mm-hmm. because they were, they were able to do this startup with just enough components to start turning it out themselves. Or they were one of these people who uh, snagged an import license and are getting it from like Ch- the, the Czech Republic or something like that. You know, there's um, an interesting uh, thing with those importers too. So I have a good friend who is a, I've quoted him for articles. I'm not going to reference him here, but he works for a company that imports ammunition. 
and he was, and they were having a real problem with it because what some of these like sub tier import types were doing is they would go to Eastern European countries or Kenyatta and they would buy up all of this company's brand of ammo that was for sale there and basically buy it at retail price, re-import it to the United States and then market it under that same brand that it sold as under the States. But it maybe hasn't gone through the quality controls that ammo that's being imported to America has. So there was a lot of interesting problems. Yeah, what you might not get, guys, is ammunition sold somewhere in Europe, uh, even in the same caliber, might not go through the same like SAMI controls that uh, ammunition here in the United States will and they they build for for regional conditions too so ammo sold for the swedish is built to be shot in sweden and that right. that is a real thing and so it coming to virginia or michigan or florida it it might not be the it might not be the same it might not perform the same because it was it was produced for a region and then it was bought up by a scalper to sell it here in this giant, very hungry market. And so you can run into issues, especially with the fly-by-night importers. Um, but going back to the supply and demand thing, we ate up all the supply and we did really quickly. And then whenever a company was able to push a lot onto the market, it got eaten immediately. And there was no gap for these manufacturers to backfill. And so they had to keep buying quicker and quicker. They had to keep buying supplies at higher and higher prices because the raw material manufacturers were under the same pressure. They would produce a lot and then it would be gone immediately, no time to backfill, which means got to pay overtime, got to hunt down all the supplies that you just had and now you're out of again. And so the prices crept because we just kept eating it faster than we can backfill at that price. It costs time, it costs labor, and it costs hunting down all these materials, uh, which were under strain. And so now we're at that top peak. So if you find a case of 556 and they're trying to sell it for $900 right now, um, it, it's one of two things. Either that, that person who bought it, bought it where that's kind of the markup they need. Sorry, you can choose to buy it or not. Or that's someone who still thinks we're in the middle of the ammo crisis and not kind of on this backslope, which we hope is uh, the final backslope and we don't go back up. But, you know, knock on wood. Yeah. But it's like, you know, be careful we, what you put into the universe. Yeah. But we we're we're on we're on a downslope with ammunition right now. And so for the most part, you can find a case for five hundred dollars for five, five, six. And you can find a case for five hundred dollars. Uh, for nine millimeter, those two super common calibers. Um, it's it's steel case for the most part with five five six. Um, but again, it's out there. We're we're seeing a decreasing in price. So a price gouger is someone who's still trying to get those full panic prices because they see someone somewhere still buying it there, but maybe not. They, they also might just have bought it at that high. They, they might have bought that case for you at $750. And now they're, they have to eat crow because most cases are $500. So they can sell it at cost and make no dime on their labor, their time, and their storage. Or they can sell it at a loss. Or they can still try and make their margin. And a lot of guys are going to sit and try and make their margin because that and everything else it's going to be a rough period for the mm. next couple of months 
uh, for anyone. And, and that's why you didn't see a lot of retail stores stocking a ton of ammunition. Like they'd yeah. get just enough to fulfill demand. They'd get just enough that they know would sell because they knew once we hit this peak and we started coming down, they were going to wait until their prices came down. That way they can still make their margins and not gouge you guys on what the market is doing just because they had to buy it at a higher rate than it's now selling. Pretty much. Yeah. So to put that in very short, like kind of simple to understand terms, you know, Lucky Gunner or Midway or Brownells raising prices on ammo to make sure that they have ammo in stock isn't price gouging. You know, it's, they're trying to fit their, what they've all been trying to do is find the equilibrium point where ammo will still sell, which to explain equilibrium point, equilibrium point is the place where ammo still sells, but not so fast that it sells out before you can replenish it essentially, because it doesn't do any retailer any good to say, oh yeah, we had two cases of nine mil and we offered them at 25 bucks a box and they sold out in 10 minutes, but we're not going to get another resupply for two weeks. That doesn't help because people then stop going to your store or visiting your website because they're like, oh, well, so-and-so is out. If that, you have, they, That's when you get that. They never have ammo. They mm -hmm. never have ammo. It's like they do have ammo, but when they, they bring it in and it sells out immediately, that isn't great for the retail side. It isn't. Yeah. You think it would be, but having it all sell immediately instead of selling steadily is not ideal. You want the steady flow. Yeah. You want the cases to come in and go out at the same rate. The steady flow is what creates repeat business. Repeat business is what creates actual sustainable long-term income. That's why during the last ammo panic, you saw a lot of like boom and bust operations where they would be like, they made a, they made some money, but then they weren't able to resupply quick enough to cover their overhead. And that was kind of the end of their story. Yeah. So we're going to see the same thing here with the new importers and the fly-by-night ammo guys. Oh, for sure. Pop into existence, and then you're going to never hear from them again. Yeah, that's absolutely going to happen. And it's going to be, and you know, that's a bummer, but also, you know, people, people, humans are really bad at estimating risk, it seems. So, but onto the, so there is, but there is, you know, obviously there are some people who are price gouging. There are some people who are trying to find that desperate consumer and take advantage of them and sell things at an insanely inflated cost. And, but here's the thing about that. So I bought a lot of ammo during the pandemic on GunBroker because GunBroker was one of the few places where I could readily find Federal 130 Green American Eagle 38 Special Ammo, which is my favorite projectile to shoot uh, for revolvers. And I would see it as high as two bucks around, and I would occasionally see it as low as um, as low as like ninety cents around, which was kind of where I was trying to find it was around that buck around. But here's the thing: even the guys who were selling it for two dollars around, it, it's it's not really price gouging if people are willing to pay that price. You they're, know? they're selling it. They were moving it, and they were moving yeah. it consistently. So I can't blame the guy who put it out there at 90 and they were like, oh crap, it's all gone. But he had a next resupply coming in. So he tried it at a buck 30 and then it all went and it's all gone. And he's like, all right, well now it's two bucks. And then it kept going. And for them, like the equilibrium was two bucks. Mm -hmm. That was where they could get supply and every week put more ammo onto the market for 38 special. And you saw that like 
uh, SS109 M855-62 grain was about $2 a shot for a while. It's crazy. And yeah, it like that. Guys, I bought that for a quarter once upon a time. Remember when, what was it? Because uh, M193 even got crazy expensive for a while. And you remember yeah. when Brownells gave away like a barrel of that as like a promo? They were like, hey, enter to win this. We're going to give away a barrel a full barrel. of ammo. The guy who got the, the whoever won that barrel stonks. Oh, dude, I, oh if I, dude, if I had won that, because those held like what, like 10,000 rounds or something? It, it, it was like because of weight concerns. Like we bought, I'll, I'll say, we bought two of these barrels. I had mm. two of them. I have one of the original M855 loads that Federal did, and then I have an M80 load full of 308. And there's a weight concern because. If you put so much loose ammo in a barrel, it starts to crush the ammo that's on the bottom. So you have right. to do it by weight. So it's not a full 55 gallon. It's like a micro 55 gallon uh, barrel. Uh, and they're really fun. But we bought a can of M855, which held 12,500 rounds based on uh, based on weight requirements. And then the 762 barrel, the M80 barrel, uh, held 7,500 rounds. But the M193 barrel, I think, held 1,400 or 1,500 rounds because the 55 grain was enough lighter that they could put more into it. Neat. So, oh, God, think about that. Like, if I'd had a barrel of M193 that had, like, 15,000 rounds in it, would I yeah. have been parceling, parceling that yeah, out? Yeah, 15,000, not 100. I think I said 100. Yeah, yeah. 50, but think about that. 15 thousand rounds would i've been selling that in 500 round lots for you know 500 bucks absolutely yeah <laughs> yeah do i want to re- i, I would have told my wife i'm like hey babe you can uh take the rest of the year off god that would have been crazy but to to bring it back and then, around and then keep, keep 5,000 rounds on the on the tail end but send ten, sell 10,000 rounds for ten thousand dollars and still be on the low end of the price spectrum like yes yeah economics baby hell yeah who doesn't like money because you know operating off the assumption that eventually prices are going to come back down you could then take your ten thousand dollars reinvest it in more ammo and still have made money which is great uh anyway that's a fun hypothetical but the good news is again Ammo is coming back. Your favorite online retailer, whether it's Widner's or Widener's, I've always called it Widner's. When you said Widener's, I was like, have I been saying it wrong this whole time? I Um, I always call it Widener's. So if it is Widner's, then I'm saying it wrong. One of us is wrong or both of us are wrong. (laughs) Right. They have some strange way of pronouncing it. They're like, oh, that doesn't make sense. It's like, sorry, it's Widner's, guys. You're like, oh, okay. Well, whatever you say. Uh, So... You know, your retailers have it back online. I haven't looked at like Midway because I haven't, I actually did buy some ammo from Midway during the pandemic because, you know, you just sort of, you, you, you know, got what, you know you, where it is. And you, yeah, you, you went where it was. So, but if you, again, ammo's coming back, prices are starting to stabilize. Everybody, please take a deep breath and don't do anything crazy and let this stabilization continue to happen. Because uh, I would if, really like to. One of those situations, to- guys, keep buying what you need. And and nothing more. You don't run out to the gas station and fill your back seat with gas and then light a cigarette. <laughs> that, that's a, that's a real thing that happened to the gas panic guys. Um, of course it did. It's a uh, fantastic fantastic series of photos on the internet. But that's don't amazing. don't look don't think about buying ammo right now in a ten thousand you know a ten thousand round lot going oh I need it all. Think about the 
the 1,000 round case, then shooting through that case. And then by the time you're through that case, prices will probably have decreased again, as long as momentum keeps going. It's probably not gonna depress super quickly. We're not gonna see 25 cent a shot M193 and, and nine millimeter 115, 124 grain anytime super soon, but we're still gonna hopefully get this gentle downslope going. So gentle downslope, buy what you need. Great. Buy what you need, and then when you're out, buy it again. Yeah, and be cool. Everybody, everybody be cool. That's everybody be cool. Yeah. So guys, uh, if you have any questions about why price gouging isn't a thing and how the economy works, which it's pretty straightforward, uh, feel free to, you know, hit us up on social at Gat Daily. Send us, you know, send me angry DMs on my Facebook, which is fun. Uh, I always love getting those. I love, I, this is actually not a joke. Uh, I love comment on, comment on Gunday Brunch, guys. We check yeah. those. Yeah, I comment on Gunday Brunch. Uh, comment on these videos on YouTube, and but definitely make sure that you're sharing, you're subscribing, you're liking, you're doing all of these things because that's what grows the show. Keith, any last thoughts on ammo coming back and price gouging not being a thing? Yay! <laughs> Same, hundred percent. Yay! Uh, it's so nice as a revolver guy to be able to go and just buy thirty-eight special from a retailer again. It's there. It's finally there. For free. All right, guys, that is it for this week. We'll be back next week with more.